Hey, everybody. It's me. Oh, my gosh. It's been quite a long time. I am in a beautiful house in California, and every night I get to look up at the Big Dipper again, just the way I saw it when I lived here before. And there's something so comforting about that. This episode is going to serve two purposes. One is just to offer a little reflection I wrote about being in three places at once and that experience of moving and traveling and having a home for one's heart in so many different places and also to announce something very exciting to me and I hope to you too and that is the theme for my next series on this podcast. Thanks for staying with me. Thanks for following and liking and sharing the podcast and I hope you'll ramp that up even more when you hear what I'm about to do next. Off we go. Welcome to That Good May Become with me, Laura Scappatici, where we learn to illuminate the esoteric in our everyday lives. All right, I'm going to start this super short episode with a quote. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm doing next on the podcast, and then I'll do a little reflection on my time in Scotland and Pennsylvania and California and just as a citizen of the universe. Here's a quote that I really have enjoyed about endings, about conclusions, and it's by Paul Ricoeur, the French philosopher. Rather than being predictable, a conclusion must be acceptable. Looking back from the conclusion to the episodes leading up to it, we have to be able to say that this ending required these sorts of events and this chain of actions. And that's how I feel about what's been happening for me and for our family for the last 10 months, as most of you will know, or some of you won't because you may be new listeners, is that our family lived in California for seven years and moved to Scotland for what we thought was forever. We sold all our earthly belongings, <laughs> sold our house and packed up and moved with our teenagers and uh, tween to Edinburgh, Scotland. And it was an incredible, <laughs> an incredibly challenging year. Honestly, I think we we never landed. When people say, what, what happened? I'll say, you know what? We never actually landed there. Our feet were just above the ground. So this little passage I'm going to read to you that I've been, you know, just writing as time goes by and I get more adjusted to being back in California reflects that uh, sense of never being landed. And where is the landing pad anyway? And I hope the end of that passage will will reveal that to you. So let me tell you what I am super excited about, that the next chapter in my story, and that is related to this podcast, that for the next six to 12 episodes, I will be focusing on my favorite book of all time, How to Know Higher Worlds. So this is extremely exciting for me. It's the first book I started with when I encountered Anthroposophy, and it's informed so much of my outlook on life and who I am today. And it's really just, I don't know, it affects me daily. And when I talk about experiencing, you know, the extraordinary in everyday life, that that this book informs that. And also in living without 
you know, a materialistic worldview. Okay. I can't say I live without one. I definitely have a materialistic worldview, but I also have something past that. And this book has done that for me. So if you want a summer read, you can go to Reese Witherspoon's, you know, summer read books, or you can do, or, and you can do how to know higher worlds with me just by listening. So stay tuned for details on that. I'll be posting out on Instagram and Facebook and I'll have guests on and we'll be talking about the chapters together. But woohoo, here we go, people. Let's get on a ride because if we really want to change the world, we have to, in my opinion, if I want to change the world, let me just bring it back to me. I want to change the world or contribute to the world or be of service to the human beings of this world and nature and the spiritual beings, then I need to really hone in on my own spiritual capacities. And that's what this book does. So now on to this little piece I wrote about how to be in three places at once. Thanks again for listening, and please do share the episode and the exciting news about how to know higher worlds with people that you think might be interested. How to be in three places at once. Think of food. Think of everything you've eaten together with your friends from all over the world. Trays of British cheddar and shortbread and hard green grapes. Huge family dinners of eggplant, 10 cents each from the produce auction in Pennsylvania. Can you believe it? And in California, sweetheart smoothies with hemp milk and cacao nibs at a coffee shop with a name that alludes to something spiritual and then a trendy animal, maybe the occult fox or frog magic or bad fish. To be in three places at once, you need to leave your body. Pull yourself right out of your sacrum, the place that your genius and beautiful naturopathic doctor you found just before leaving has helped you discover as the point in your body, which when focused on, brings you back to yourself. Pull yourself out of the whole shell of your human body, especially anything beneath your tense shoulders, and then do the next thing. Think think all the time, particularly about whether or not you're making good life decisions. Think about the destiny of your family, your children's education, how they've jumped from a 35-minute drive to school to an eight-minute drive to school to a 35-minute drive to school to an eight-minute walk, all within the last five years, and wonder if they'll hate you or if they'll move far away from you. Or if they'll build a cabin in the woods in Alaska and stay there forever, giving up their certain rise to stardom in Hollywood. Keep thinking. And then, if you must, notice your body. Dehydrated and thin before you left. Then, kind of lumpy with lungs full of mold spores and a tummy full of shortbread. Then, gray-haired and self-conscious but mainlining vitamin D from the California sun. Recall those friends. The ones in Scotland wearing patterned vintage blouses. They've been crushed by the lack of sun, but buoyed by writing together, going to coffee shops with seven types of cake. Every single place has seven types of cake. Or just Starbucks or Costa, because they know you'll be writing forever and ever, or at least three hours. And you don't mind messing with corporate profit by taking a table while you agonize over one paragraph for a long, long time. Think of your friends and family in Pennsylvania and hear cry, cry, cry a bit because you love their laughter. It's so easy. And their hikes through the game preserve and tick checks and their tight hugs and their exclamations. You must be kidding us with your leaving again. 
Then California, so bright, flashing white teeth, trendy overalls, Teslas, 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 and hugs of rejoice and disbelief that you've come back. Oh, and then unpack. Unpack the bags shipped from Scotland with the homemade Christmas stockings because you gave yours away before leaving California. And the Highland Cow ornament and the author signed books by Ian Rankin and all your writing friends. Unpack a box a friend of yours kept in her garage in California for 10 months and discover glee when you open a tiny white box and find wrapped in paper towels little Christmas figurines of gnomes ice skating that you were certain were gone forever. And await the U-Haul, the U-Haul box that's coming with the most precious things that you shipped out of California because you were never moving back there and stored with your father. Get groceries and recall your short walk down a cobblestone street to Waitrose, the posh store with the best shortbread. Go to the Mennonite General Store down a green, windy road and get bulk chocolate chips and biodynamic yogurt in Pennsylvania. Get succulents at Trader Joe's and use your green Waitrose bag, hoping someone will see it and say, Waitrose, are you from the UK? Go to bed and remember the blackbirds singing at dusk and dawn in Edinburgh. Hear a red-tailed hawk cry out, announcing its intent to the cloudy Pennsylvania skies. Listen to closing doors and revving engines of the busy suburb your new home, at least for six months, is centered in. And then wake up. Have all this inside you and more. Make a note in your journal to message the mom group from the school in Edinburgh, the ones that gave you so much strength while you suffered through many cloudy days and a lot of self-doubt. Feel your heart. In quiet moments, try to consolidate all of you, the many yous, by placing your hand on your heart, for it has lived in one place inside you and in so many places and in so many other hearts. And put your hand on it and keep it there in one spot and feel it beating. Thanks, everyone, for listening to my little reflection. And oh, I'm just so happy to be back chatting with you and just starting this new old life again. <laughs> and I would love to hear from you and hear about your experiences of being in three or two places at once or five or ten. I know so many of you have had incredible journeys and you've been messaging me about those. Stay tuned for the next series. I just can't even stand it. How to Know Higher Worlds. Here we come. <laughs>